0: Welcome, everybody, to JNR Basketball. My name is John, joined by Ronnie, and we are back with a fantasy edition. And, Ronnie, are you ready to open the fantasy mailbag?
1: I am ready. Let's
0: do it. Let's do it indeed. The first question we have is... LaMelo Ball or Ja Morant? So he has the pick, and based off of who he thinks is being taken above him, he is indecisive between Lamelo Ball and John ja Morant. Pros and cons. Who are you picking, Ronnie?
1: Okay. Well, what kind of league is it? What kind of points? Sure, system sure. Is yeah, it? Yeah,
0: this is a this is a points league. Okay. Um, it looks like eight player, eighteen points, league, eighteen points. So, not a ton of information there, but that is that is what it looks like.
1: Eight, did you say eighteen points or eighteen players? Eight teams, and it's a point. Oh, league. eight teams. Got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, got it. Teams. And it's a point league. Okay. So. My gut feeling would be to say Ja Morant because I picked him to be MVP this year, but okay. I don't know how his how his like shooting percentages and things like that. I mean, I guess you got to kind of take all that stuff into consideration. I don't like Lamelo Ball, so I would personally stay away from him. I hate him, <laughs> but yeah. I wouldn't even want him on my team if he's good. But do is is Ja the right choice? Like, do you have I, any stats pulled up?
0: I think people are very in one camp or the other on this one, very passionate about this, but I think it's LaMelo. I think that's probably pretty close. I think Jaw's going to get a little bit better, but I think overall uh, LaMelo Ball is going to be a little bit better of a player for you. I think he's going to generate a decent amount of threes. He's going to have good rebounds. He's going to have good assists. Jaw's going to get a ton of points. His field goal percentage isn't great. So that's why I would lean towards LaMelo. I it's it's fairly I feel like it's it's closer than probably a lot of people listening are right now. They're probably was well, these guys are morons, how do they not take jaw or how do they not <laughs> yeah. say ball? So I, I feel like it's pretty close. But wow. I, I would go with Lamelo being in this position.
1: Okay, so I did pull up a list of like guards on points for Yahoo and everything like that. And yeah, so it has like a he's rated at twelfth, or he's you know, placed okay. at twelfth, and then Ja Morant is eighteenth, so there's a pretty good gap between there I Oh mean, interesting.
0: Okay, I'm looking yeah. at hashtag basketball, and they're ranking Ja at nine and Lamelo at eleven.
1: Huh. Okay, so that's so, kind of close.
0: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, who who's going to have more opportunity? Charlotte with Lamelo Ball or John Morant with the Memphis Grizzlies? I think, I think you give the Grizzlies the edge there, maybe.
1: Well, you know, it they're might be one of those on ja things. More. It might be one of those things where Lamelo doesn't have many good players to pass to or maybe you know like a, a good team so right he takes everything upon himself to like you know take all the stats but then John Morant he does have a good team but so I don't I don't know if that helped or not because <laughs> yeah you have people that you could pass to but then LaMelo has like just more opportunities for himself to like take the ball himself I don't know interesting right
0: if this was a categories league, then I would say Lamelo Ball without even blinking. Uh, Lamelo is is a significantly better categories player yeah. uh, than than John Morant. I think in points it's going to be close, but I would I would still give the edge to to uh, Lamelo Ball. I would and I agree. I'm, I'm not a huge ball fan, yeah, but I, I'm glad I to think, hear that. <laughs> I think I would take him <laughs> in that case.
1: I would pick John Morant still, just because I would much rather have him on my team than look at Lamelo's stupid name every every week right. you know, every day on my team
0: <laughs> the, the embarrassment of seeing that
1: <laughs> yeah be too much to take but then i don't want to be beat by him too so i can have that that role you know where pick the players that you don't want to play against so i don't want to be beat by him but right maybe i would pick lamella ball i don't know i'll have to think about that one right now i'm going with the marant still
0: luckily you're not on the clock hopefully <laughs> yeah. nobody is on the clock it is <laughs> Early September, please don't do your draft until (laughs) later in October. Mid-October would be great. Uh, Next question, Andrew Wiggins or Marcus Smart? It is a head-to-head points league.
1: So I would probably pick Wiggins. Um, I'm only going based off of that because I think Wiggins is more of a, you know, he plays down low. So he's going to have like a higher field goal percentage, things like that. Um, He's going to get some opportunities. Where Smart, he just has more of a chance to like turn it over, I think, and not have that great of a field goal percentage because he's shooting from the outside most of the time. So I I would think Wiggins. What do you think?
0: I would think Wiggins as well. Now we're going to have a healthy Clay Thompson presumably this year. So we wonder what that makes it look like for, for Wiggins uh, with Thompson playing more games. Marcus Smart is not a prototypical point guard in the sense, you know, Jason Tatum handles the ball a lot there. Mm-hmm. So you might not see the same assists that you would get from a typical point guard. Um, a, a, this is another one that's pretty close, but I would go with Wiggins simply for the rebound uh, advantage that I, I think he's going to give you.
1: Okay. So when it comes down to it, it might just depend on what position you need to fill at that time Absolutely. of the draft too. Absolutely. So yep. And forwards because versus guards. Yeah. yeah. They're both going to be close and like in the draft. So just, Whatever you need to fill, whoever's available at the time. And if you do have the choice with both, lean towards Wiggins.
0: That would be my preference, yeah. Yep, Uh, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. All right. Now, beforehand, I mispronounced this guy's name like 15 times. (laughs) So let's see if I can get it right. It's a keeper league, and they're having to choose between these three players. It's a point league. Pascal Siakam,
1: I get it. No, damn it. I am so glad that you can't say it right because I can't this say a lot of names right. So
0: Pascal, no, no, I got it. Pascal C- 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 Seek <laughs> Siakam. What you're, is it, Ryan? You're
1: reading it too hard.
0: Siakam, I'm freaking out about it. Siakam. I have to like hear you say it in yep. order to say, it, and then I immediately forget it. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Siakam. No. Okay. Um.
1: Like Siakam.
0: Siakam got yeah, it. Siakam got it. I will not mess that up again. <laughs> Pascal's Siakam, Zion Williamson, or Sabonis. It's a points league. Who are you keeping of those three forward slash center sort of players?
1: Okay, a keeper points league. It's, it's a keeper, keeper is a big word yeah. right here, right? I mean, absolutely. I I cannot not pick Zion out of these guys. I mean, Zion's what? Only in his second year, I think, and maybe going into his third year. I think, I
0: think he's going into his fifth year. Yeah.
1: What? I
0: think he's going into his fifth year. No way. I thought he was drafted. Let's see, hold on.
1: No, I think he he played his rookie year, got he just hurt, signed an extension, and right? then he played his second year and was hurt most of it. And oh, you might be this, right. This is going into his third year, but I haven't even seen him hardly play at all because he's only been injured. So that kind he of he is
0: going into his fourth year. Wow. He signed an extension this, this year. Um, that's right, because they, they did not make the same mistake that the Suns made with DeAndre Ayton, who played his final year of his contract. And we saw the drama that that's came up during That's what's the messing me up, too. With yep. Yeah, yeah. So he was drafted the year after DeAndre Ayton, and he has played three seasons of basketball, played in quotes since he didn't really play at all last year. Uh, but he is heading into his fourth NBA season.
1: Okay, what, what were the other players? Si- Siakam and who?
0: Siakam and uh, Sabonis.
1: Sabonis. Boy, I mean Zion's hurt so much. Right. <laughs> so just I, I mean, at first I said Zion, and then when I was talking about his injuries, and he's going into his fourth year, and I haven't, I haven't even seen him play They're, because they don't, they don't show his games on TV. They don't. I don't get a chance to watch him. And then every time he plays against his sons, he's injured. So. I I don't even know if I would pick him because of that. Like, just why not let somebody else pick him? And then, you know, you're, you're not going to see him for half the year. So, <laughs> I don't yeah, sure. know. I'm kind of leaning towards somebody else. I I would go with Siakam. I'm going to say him instead. I I you're changed my mind. going to say Siakam. Yep. Okay. I
0: am not going to pick Siakam because I want to be able to say the names of the players <laughs> on my team. And I feel like a fool every time I try to say him. Um, Sabonis is an Iron Man. You know, you want to talk about being healthy he's sort of the anti Zion in that sense yeah he is he's there he's reliable but I I'm gonna go with Zion because I feel like he has the highest upside of those guys I think you're gonna get consistency from those two but Zion you just he could be he could be the best fantasy player next year he has that potential the other guys don't and I'm gonna pick Zion for that you got to be a little bit risky when you're playing fantasy and you hope that you know Some of that risk pays off. This would be a risk I'd be willing to take, and I would hope that it pays off.
1: Zion reminds me of Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers because Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's like the best fantasy player, but he gets hurt so much in these last couple of years, just like Zion. So when he's out there, though, he puts up the points. You know, you don't want to play against him, but he's going to probably spend most of his time on the bench for you. You know, so he's earning you no points, just taking up a bench spot. So yeah, that's tough. (laughs)
0: I think you're gonna have a healthy Zion this year. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be good. See, when if it, I can get Zion, I'm gonna take Zion.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm going with Siakam because Zion is injured all the time, and then you got the Iron Man. So I'm gonna take the middle of the two yeah. and go Siakam. All right. I, I I like having like a good middle, like above average middle team. You know, just consistently good players.
0: So I, I think this kind of proves the point is that you're never gonna, very rarely are you gonna get a quorum with with groups of players like this, and that's what makes it sort of tough. Is you know ask pay, ask people their opinions if you if you have a fantasy sounding board or reach out to us and we'll happily be that sounding board. You're gonna get different opinions for different reasons, mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, you're in the driver's seat. You have to make that choice. Like I said, I pick Zion because of the high upside that I think he has. I think he has a higher upside than that. Ronnie, you're playing it a little bit safe. You're going with that consistency because that's what your team needs, right? Yep. You can't take all risk and expect to be successful. You can't take all consistency and expect to win. So you got to mix it in a little bit. It's where you're comfortable making those 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 pushes, those gambles.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah, but Zion has a, a probably the highest ceiling out of all those guys. But yeah, if you have sure. all players like him on your team, then you're oh. gonna be it's gonna <laughs> it's be a messy year for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's, that's fun. That's, that's some of the, the fun of fantasy sports, whether it be basketball, baseball, football is that you, you can do everything right on paper and one week be world beaters. And then that mm. same group of people the next week will just have you cursing at the TV because yep. they can't do anything right. And, um, it's fun and frustrating at the same time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this, this season, uh, from a fantasy perspective for, yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Some of that is, is some of those gambles, if they're going to pay off. And yep. some of those sleepers, right? Some of the, We talked about sleepers last week, uh, specifically for centers. Do those sleepers pan out the way we expected them to? Yeah. And uh, who's going to win bragging rights on that sense? It's all about McGee. All about McGee. <laughs> McGee. Uh, the last question we have today is they want to know is this – their plan is to pick up both Jokic and Rudy Gobert in a 12-team, nine-category league. The categories are points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, three points made three-throw percentage, field goal percentage, and double-doubles. So what is what are our thoughts on teaming up uh Jokic and Gobert? So Ronnie, I'll let you start cuz I I have a very passionate answer.
1: Well, heck yeah. Like why was he even like asking this question? Isn't this like just like a a dumb question? Like of course, like yeah, do it because you have like potentially <laughs> sure. like the MVP of the league next year with You know, stupid, I I hate this guy. I hate even saying that, you know, but I hope he's not the MVP, but you like him, so.
0: (laughs) Well, Jokic?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm mixing him up with Luka. Never mind. I like (laughs) like Jokic. Sorry. I just mixed him up in my head when you first said his name. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, That's fine. So yeah, he's like the first, he's like the best player of the draft, so teaming him up with anybody is going to be good. (laughs) And then you got the best (laughs) defensive player of the year last year. With the uh, Rudy Gobert, so yeah, like why, why not? That's like
0: so. So for the record, Marcus Smart was the Defensive Player of the Year last year. If if anyone's listening and like, wait, I thought it was somebody else. You're right. Rudy Gobert is a good defensive player, but he was not Defensive Player of the Year.
1: Didn't Gobert win it the last two years though? No idea.
0: I, I <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, he did win it last year though.
1: Yeah, but he so he is he, he is, is a solid oh, he's, defensive player. Yeah, he's like I would ridiculous.
0: Now, of all those categories that I just listed, um steals and blocks are going to be your defense. I don't know how he is on on those specific categories, but yeah, that's uh yeah, so my answer is absolutely and this this sort of echoes what we talked about on our last fantasy podcast. As far as my strategy for categories is, you know, find your your top two guys and have them um co- Complement each other. So you're going to have two bigs, Jokic and Gobert. They're absolutely going to complement each other from a rebounds perspective, from a... Uh, I don't know if his three-throw percentage is high, but they're both going to be high field goal percentage players. They're both going to score a lot of points. They're both going to have a high number of assists. It's, it's a good matchup from a categories perspective. Uh, so yeah, we talked about Jokic. Obviously, he's the, the GOAT in the fantasy world. Gobert is a little bit further down the list in categories. He's not till probably the late second, early third round sort of pick, but mm-hmm. his field goal percentage is high. His, uh, is that assist? Oh, his total rebounds are going to be really, really high. And his blocks are going to be, again, a- elite level sort of blocks. So those three categories line up really, really well with Jokic. Uh, throwing yeah. points on top of that. Um, he's going to kill you in field goal percentage. I'm sorry, three-throw percentage. So you're going to have to take that hit. Three points made. You're, you're I mean, if you're drafting Jokic and uh, Gobert, you're not trying to win the three points made competition or three points made category. You're just going to have to concede that. But yep. he does match up really, really well with him on three of those other categories. Very, very well. Three of those other categories. Uh, and I think that's that's good. That's a good, solid duo to have. Um, and like I mentioned on the last podcast, that is a solid strategy early in the
1: draft. Yeah, Jokic has a good free throw percentage. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's a better one. Um it's but 80, yeah, Gobert's eighty three percent, yeah. Gobert's it. gonna kill you there. Yeah, Gobert's sixty three percent, so yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but, that's <laughs> yeah, Go, Gobert won defensive player of the year three times altogether. So yeah, he's Wow, okay. He's one of the best defenders in the league. So you're definitely gonna rack up the blocks with them. He's playing on the Timberwolves this year. Two big guys, you know, alongside with the Towns. So I think good things are going to happen with him this year.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be the more in the post. I would assume he's going to be more in the post with uh, Towns being able to be a little bit more on the perimeter uh, just based off their style of play. Yep. But it'll be interesting to see how they mix those guys in. But yeah, I think that's an absolutely great duo. Uh, And you kind of hit the nail on the head too. you know, teaming up Jokic with just about anybody is going to be a successful duo. Yeah. Uh because he's he's such a good player. Um I, I, obviously you could find a bad player to team him up with from a categories perspective, but I don't think anyone that you're going to take in the second or third round is necessarily going to be a terrible team up with Jokic.
1: Can you imagine having these two on a real team together?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That would be crazy. I wonder if the Denver Nuggets are going to be able to to get another sort of top tier player to pair up Jokic or is he always going to be like, you know, like Dirk was in Dallas for all those years before he was finally able to win a championship.
1: Yeah. Their problem has been that they've, they've had this really good player named Murray that no one really remembers because he's always hurt during the playoffs. So nobody ever gets a chance to see this really good player play and nobody knows about him, but yeah, they, they do have a good player, but he just gets injured around the playoffs time.
0: That's gonna, yeah, that's, that's when you, that's when it counts, right? Yeah. You have uh, the playoffs, So. All right. We'll see what happens there. that's it for the mailbag questions today. I try to keep it to four. So let's go ahead and close that bag up. But if you have a question, send it to us either on the JNR fan line or on Twitter, and we'll be happy to discuss it here on the podcast. Thank you to all those people that have submitted questions and keep them coming. Happy happy to talk about it. I enjoy talking about these sort of fantasy dilemmas that that you have.
1: Can we add a sound bit where we have Mr. McFeely deliver the mailbag? Do you remember him from Mr. Rogers? Uh,
0: Mr. McFeely? No, I yeah. don't. <laughs> that name sounds familiar.
1: He was a mailman on that show, and I just thought it would be cool to have a little sound yeah, of him.
0: Yeah. A little soundbite yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if
1: it's legal or whatever.
0: It's know. definitely not legal, Ronnie. I don't know. Like- going to jail. <laughs>
1: I mean, after a while, aren't you allowed to use certain things because it's things go into public anymore? domain? Yeah,
0: yeah, but that's like you might be able to use it a long, long time because like Mickey Mouse is still not in public domain, and Mickey Mouse is older than Mr. McFeely.
1: Did you hear about the new Winnie the Pooh movie that's coming out? Oh God, no! <laughs> it's it's called uh, like Winnie the Pooh, um, blood or honey, or blood and honey. It's like a horror one because Disney doesn't own the rights for. For Pooh. oh really so, yeah they're, they're doing like
0: a <laughs> oh so Pooh went into public domain and they're making a oh yep. that's interesting yeah
1: so they they made it to where you know they're they're getting back at christopher robin for leaving him out yeah. in the woods so it's gonna be <laughs> insane
0: is that real or is yeah, that like a i idea? swear
1: it's real they, they have All a right. they oh. have a movie trailer to it so yeah definitely Googling check it out real quick yeah.
0: i'll be that is absolutely real huh. <laughs> I mean when you're looking at the cast, it's nobody I've ever heard of. So Yeah, but that's okay. The preview sounded down good. a little bit. It's yeah. it's gonna be silly. Yeah, they're just taking advantage of the uh it becoming public domain. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Way off track about basketball, but I just thought it was cool when I heard it. I I thought you'd appreciate oh,
0: yeah. it. <laughs> Pooh, blood and honey. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pooh, so last blood time we
0: talked about what's
1: that? Pooh, blood and honey. It's so ridiculous. I love the title. <laughs>
0: last podcast we talked about last fantasy podcast we talked about centers in the NBA and we kind of went through and where where we'd put them in our draft order from a points league perspective i wanted to kind of go through and do the same thing for guards um and i went through 10 rounds because it starts to get pretty thin um similar to centers there is quite a points differential based off of off of the round so we saw with the centers you know the first round you're getting 50 plus points per game from, from those top tier centers. The guards aren't going to get you that much. They're going to be about 45 per game, but then the second round, it drops off to 40 and then 37 and it continuously drops off by round 10. You're getting, you know, maybe 26 points per game from the, from your guards. So definitely some, some advantage of, of getting some of these high, higher round guards into your lineup. And, um, That that becomes the challenge, right? If the centers go first, you take a guard in the first round, and hope that he can deliver. Um, So let's talk about first round guards now. How much have you looked into this? Is can I give you a quiz, or do you have stuff up in front of you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I haven't looked too much into it. You actually touched on the keyword I just want to uh, hit on real quick. You mentioned the word tier. I think it's very important to look at where the players fall into tiers. Is like you know the tier one, tier two. So if you're if you're contemplating on which player to get if there if there's like a list of four players in that tier one any four of those players could potentially be like the best out of those four you know and then you look at like the second tiers you just try to get those best players in those tiers that's that's really important i think when you're looking at drafts try to try to draft as high as you can in those tiers but yeah go ahead tell me
0: absolutely yeah so so there's five guards that i put as tier one you know round one sort of potential do you want to guess who those guards might be?
1: Ah, <sighs> Luca, the one I hate.
0: Luca, the one you love, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Steph Curry.
0: Steph Curry is not on really? the list. I don't. I I don't have him now. Again, this is this is my uh, somewhat biased opinion, but I just 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 off the research that I did, I opted not to put Steph Curry in the top tier of guards. No, yeah, I was just guessing because
1: league. he's the best guard in a league, so I wouldn't. Oh, he be yeah, towards, from a categories like, perspective, I, he
0: he would be in a. I think he would be in a categories league. But wow. in a points league, I don't have him there.
1: Okay, Uh that's still surprising, though. So, uh, Trey Young,
0: Trey Young, Mister Freeze—that's right.
1: Is it? Yeah, Trey Young's in the list, of course. Oh my god, that's—I I was hoping he <laughs> wasn't. I just kind of—I don't know—stupid Trey Young. Okay, so who's <laughs> did, I, did I name? I named three, right?
0: You named two. You named two of the five. Curry was not on the list. I'll I'll, I'll save you the, the embarrassment and the, the pain. Uh, <laughs> James Harden, Westbrook.
1: <laughs> no.
0: James Harden, Ja Morant, and LaMelo Ball make up the rest of that list. So Luka LaMelo Harden, Ball? Ja, LaMelo, and Trey. God,
1: I hate that yeah, guy.
0: From a points perspective, those guys are going to be huge.
1: All right. Stupid.
0: Uh, those guys are, are going to average 45 points-ish a game, um, and that's great. That's those are are well-rounded guards. I think James Harden is going to have a huge year this year. Last year was a down year, and I use "down" in air quotes, but he's still one of the best players in the NBA. And now he's motivated. And the Seventy Sixers just had a signing today. That, again, that's going to give them so much more depth. They're going to be they're going to be a tough team to beat in the East next year. Yeah, looking forward to watching those guys play.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely. They're going to be one of the best teams in the in the league again but hopefully they could take it to the next level and maybe win at least a conference championship. Maybe.
0: I mean, it's, it's
1: a tough road ahead. When you look at some of these teams, it's
0: it's really, really loaded. So those guys are going to average 40 points. If you can't get a guard in the first round, I would not sweat it too much. In fact, you might want to plan on not getting a guard in the first round and focus on your forwards or your centers, because round two is absolutely loaded with guards. I put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different guards, uh that I would think are, are could be slotted for round two. Okay. Um Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, uh the guy from Oklahoma City, Gilly Gilligas Alexander, uh Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, and Tyrese Halliburton are all sl- in my opinion, second round talent. They're gonna average you forty points a game. Um you know if they're not top tier they're like top tier just just below that of those names Kyrie is probably the biggest risk Kyrie and Kawhi uh just due to injuries those are probably the biggest risks but there's definitely a high reward there um Devin Booker and Steph Curry and Damian Lowe I mean Booker Curry Dame and Halliburton are all very very safe um
1: yeah, so in that case, since since they're all kind of like around the same, I would go with durability and, you know, pick the player that's going to be on the absolutely. floor for the most part, you know, out of all these guys.
0: Especially if you picked somebody in the first round that, that matches that profile, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you have, let's say, I don't know, Joel Embiid in the first round, um, and then maybe you're going to take Damian Lillard in the second. I think that's a solid team from a points perspective.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: uh Kyrie and Kawhi, do those surprise you do you think those should be do you think i overvalued those those should be dropped down no what, what's your i i don't on those guys
1: i i mean Kawhi leonard's won plenty of championships he's won mvp i believe of something he's always been the best of
0: he was finals mvp when he was with the raptors yeah, yeah.
1: that's right so i mean yeah he's one of the best in the league so i and then Kyrie irving he's he's ridiculous i i, I love his style of play he's kind of like a street baller so i i personally like Really appreciate his game, you know. Like I really like him, not necessarily right. too much as a person, but <laughs> as a baller, I do. You know. So yeah. like, I, I really, yeah. They're they're both like right up there.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I I'm nervous for those guys because that kind of goes back to the risk reward, right? You never know what's going to happen with Kyrie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces there, uh, and the same is true with Kawhi. You know, is he going to be healthy? It's if he's healthy, is he going to be interested? Uh, if he's interested and healthy, stay out of his way because he's just going to put up monster numbers. Yeah,
1: and that's why I think you kind of put both of these guys like they're they're dead even, right? Because they both kind of have yeah. the same amount of risks and the same amount yep. of of positive outcomes too. So, I I my I don't know. I th- thinking about like Kyrie with. Um Durant this year kind of it kind of worries me at first but kind of like I said before right once you start winning games every, anything that was said in the offseason is going to be water on the bridge you know so they just need to win that's all but if they start losing it's going to be <laughs> really bad over there and you might consider trading one of those players
0: yeah so Ron you're on the clock second round pick you did not pick a guard in the first round Kawhi. Devin, Devin Booker, Kawhi, or Dame?
1: Mm, Dame in there. I will go Damian Lillard.
0: Yeah, that's what I would do. Too. <laughs> I, just, I just think he's gonna be really, really good this year. Yeah, it's it'll be fun to watch.
1: Devin Booker as a second choice, boy, that's tough to. I mean, I would probably pick him over Kawhi because of the injuries, but. I don't think. I mean, if Kawhi comes out super healthy and he looks just as good as he did as a couple of years ago, I will regret it. You know. So, do I, think I do. I pick Kawhi this, this because might, of that. Yeah. yeah I, I think go I, I, this might
0: be an unpopular opinion, and and you might get upset with me as a as a Suns fan. I think Devin Booker needs a healthy Chris Paul in order to be a second round talent. I think without that. He does not belong on this list, so he needs that extra piece to help him be open for those shots and, and to be an effective fantasy scorer and effective basketball player. We saw the struggles he had on this team you know, before Ricky Rubio and then before Chris Paul. I, I, I worry about him, especially if Chris Paul gets hurt.
1: Okay, from a Suns point of view, yes, I agree with you. But from a fantasy point of view, I would disagree with you because... When Chris Paul is on the floor, they actually use Devin Booker <clears throat> as a point guard for a lot of the games, and so that gives him more opportunities for you know assist and you know things like that when he's just dis- distributing. You Chris ball. Paul is off the floor, right? Like okay. when when Chris Paul was injured, <clears throat> there was a few point guard injuries that we had, and Booker they decided to use him for for point guard, and he's very capable. And I don't I did, I would like to pull up his fantasy stats during those times, but I I don't I'd have to research which games were and everything, but. I'm sure that he scored big fantasy numbers during that time.
0: I I don't know. I just that would be my concern with Devin Booker. Is yeah. he needs he needs and again, my my personal opinion, it could be false. You could pull up data that says I'm wrong and, and that's that's very possible. But in my head, that's what I worry about mm-hmm. with, with a player like Devin Booker, where I don't worry about somebody like Damian Laird. I mean, we saw what a double team did to Devin Booker last year in the playoffs, yeah. right? Right. Completely changed his game and and his effectiveness.
1: Well, with Um, with Lillard, you know what you're going to get. So that's why I would draft him.
0: Yes, 100%. Yep. Uh, Round three and round four are very, very similar. Uh, 37 points a game for round three, 36 points a game for round four. And again, you just have a big old list of guards here. So you have De'Aaron Fox, Bradley Beal, Van Fleet, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Cade, uh, DeJounte Murray, Rozier, Drew Holiday, CJ McCollum, uh, Zach Levine, Darius Garland,
1: Levine, and, uh, Levine, Zach Levine.
0: Man, I what is going on today?
1: Well, it's hard when you are actually have the names in front of you. Like I'm just listening to yeah. the names, so I, I, I know I'm them from watching the basketball. List, but like when a, you're reading them, it you read how yeah. it's spelled, so I, I get it. Oy
0: vey. Uh Garland and um, Anthony Edwards from Minnesota. Those those make up the three three and four round guards. Um uh, a lot of good names there. I would lean towards DeJounte Murray just be well
1: yeah. New team. Probably. I like that. Yeah. I I really
0: like Drew Holiday though. I love the way mm-hmm. he plays the game. So that that that's my personal bias. I love Darius Garland as well, but how's he gonna look now that they have Donovan Mitchell? Um, all things to consider. Both those guys are are guards. You know Mitchell and Garland are both guards, and now they're playing together in Cleveland. What's that gonna impact? Who's that gonna impact? Who's gonna be the leader of that team from a lot of perspectives? I like Jalen Brown, but with Jason Tatum, uh, I just I just worry about his touches, and we kind of was just okay during the playoffs. I think that might be a little bit of high of a, of a ranking for him. I like Bradley Beal in the third round. Bradley Beal and De'Aaron Fox are probably my top two of this list. And then I would probably go with Cade or CJ McCollum in the fourth.
1: So I pulled up a list that's similar to yours. I don't know if I want to ask, Is this was Ben Simmons on your list?
0: Ben Simmons is on my list. Okay. I have him in the in the fifth round, spoiler alert.
1: Okay, so you would skip him on this round?
0: I would not take Ben Simmons. There's, there's several players on the list in the third and fourth rounds that I would take. I, okay. I, I mean, honestly, I might take all of these guys yeah. or Ben Simmons.
1: Okay. Just, just curious. I, I just saw him on, on my, and am just, yeah, yeah because yeah, he no, was 23rd that, on my list. That's kind of high. So I was like, that's interesting. 23rd is
0: really high. Yeah. yeah that's, that's interestingly high. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sold on Ben Simmons. He's, he's missed a full year. Right. And I, I just don't, yeah, I, but he's no, playing with but, Brooklyn, uh, so
1: if he does play, how is he going to look with Durant and Irving? So you know? this comes
0: this comes back to that high risk, high reward, right? right. He could be just the best fantasy player ever, but <laughs> he gotta you uh-huh. gotta weigh that risk. Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, that, any any names on there surprise you? Any names? Do, do you think Ben Simmons should be in the third or fourth round? Do you think he should be
1: higher? Hmm. Um, well, that's. I think you hit it on the nose when you're talking about injuries and everything like that. First, going back to what you were saying before. so But but with Ben Simmons, he's exactly what you said. High risk, high reward. Like very high risk because he's had back surgery and we don't know when he's going to be back. When he is on the floor, if he does get on the floor, I think there's a lot of reward to be had there because of the team that he's playing with. So, yeah, that's a tough one. But when it comes to all these players yeah, just, I would play it safe me personally, you know, just find like maybe a middle player, like, not too safe because you want to have a higher ceiling, but not 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 too uh what's the other word, what's the opposite of the safe? Unsafe, you know, like risky. <laughs> yeah, risky. Not too risky either too, but like I, I would probably stay away from Simmons personally because I don't know when he's ever going to play again. And that's just, <laughs> I, I hate yeah. the thought of that, you know, yeah. so let somebody else deal with that mess. And while I got Players I know that are gonna play, and if they're in the same category, sure. if they're in the same tier, why not? You know, like you, you don't know how good smith is, is actually gonna be compared to like a Middleton or McCollum or Anthony Edwards. Right. Like those are all excellent names too, right? With him.
0: No, I, I I think that's a good point. That's why I ranked him a little bit lower. um I think he's capable of of giving you good numbers, but I I think I think I would pick other guys over him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like your point of figuring out these players, you know, what, what team do they play for? You know, like Drew Holiday, you mentioned. Well, yeah, he's on Milwaukee, like a, a championship team two years ago, and they haven't really done any changes to their team. So that's a solid right. pick because he's, he's still on the same team. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to drop any lower. They're only going to get better, if anything, because Middleton's, well, back. Middleton's
0: going to come back. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, just, you to look at these teams overall and see what changes they've made in the offseason.
0: And then we, we kind of said the opposite of that, right? Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Both of those guys on their teams last year were great. Mm-hmm. Now they're on the same team. And what's that going to look like? And how, how is that going to, you know, impact the chemistry of that team?
1: Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that too? Like when you see a player go to a new team, does that excite you to like draft him? And like, do you, would you want a newer player? Like, you know, he's good, but he got drafted to a new team. Like, do, do you stay away from them or do you draft those players?
0: I don't know, really. That's a tough question. I mean, talent is talent regardless mm-hmm. of what team it is on. I think when you're looking at a player like in this specific case, those guys have a lot of overlap in the position that they play. Yeah. So I think that would be a little bit more concerning. Now, if it was, you know, Donovan Mitchell going to, you know, the Nuggets with Jokic, I wouldn't be concerned at all because that's a different position and they're going to complement each other. There might be some some uh, power struggles here, yeah, with uh with Cleveland. Okay, so, so
1: here I'll I'll put you on a clock. So I got three players right sure, here, sure. like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. They got Dejounte Murray, Jalen Brown, and Chris Millison. So the two guys below Murray, you know, they've been on the same team before. They're they're still on the same team. They haven't done any changes. And then you have the choice for Murray, who has all the potential to you know maybe increase his stats because he's going to this new team. So, which out of those three players would you choose?
0: I would probably take Middleton yeah, uh, just because he's coming back after an injury year. And I think, you know, it's always a risk when you take somebody with an injury. But I I think having him able to feed the ball to Giannis is just going to be an assist machine. Right. And I I think that's who I would take in that case. Uh, DeJounte Murray would probably be the second player that I would take Mm -hmm. because he has been... Almost the, the kind of player I don't like to watch, where cocky and selfish during these Drew League games and during these other pro ams. Yeah. But I feel like that's going to play really, really well. Yeah. For a points perspective in the NBA.
1: See, when I'm putting these situations where I'm looking at, you know, two regular two players that I know about and then one that's, I don't know exactly how he's going to play on a new team, I stay away from the, right. the, oh, the yeah, Murray for sure. guy and then I'll go with one of the other two. I would probably honestly go with Jalen Brown because. Yeah. He's just like right in the middle for me, you know, like Middleton, he was hurt. So I don't know how he's going to be and then a on a new team, but Jalen Brown, he's perfect. He's you, he, he you'd be my perfect pick right there out of those three.
0: <laughs> so my concern with Jalen Brown is that his name, uh, you can't really look too far without even seeing his, someone's name involved with this. His name was being mentioned as a possible trade involving Kevin Durant. Yeah. So how does he take that? Was that real? Was that just noise? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was real, how does he react to that? Right. Does he overcome, or does he kind of say, "Well, screw you guys"? And then I'll wait till my contract's up, and I'll go to a team that wants me.
1: Exactly. That's the. That's like the wild card, right? Like you. Right, how is, yeah. is he going to say to himself, "You know, I'm going to show you guys, I'm going to play so good this year that you're going to want to keep me"? Or is he going to be one of those guys who's just like, "I don't even want to play for you guys. Like, I I don't care what I'm going to do. I'm someone's going to pick me up, you know, and then I'll go play good for them." Right. Yeah, very interesting. Right.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough. Uh, let's jump at the fifth round. I have Josh Giddy, Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, Tyler Hero. I think Tyler Hero is going to get more playing time. He was the sixth man of the year. I don't know if he'll break the starting lineup. He should. The the heat guards are not great. Uh, but he could be he could be a good player there. Uh, those guys are going to average 33 points a game. Round 6. I have averaging 31 points a game, Jalen Brunson, Kevin Porter Jr., and Kyle Lowry. I think Brunson could potentially be a sleeper. He's going to a new team, but I think he's going to a new team that suits his playing style a little bit better than Dallas. So maybe after some initial growing pains, you could see him performing, uh, you know, like a third or fourth rounder, depending on how all of that stuff comes together. So that would be, that would be my sleeper at this point, round six, uh, Jalen Brunson.
1: Yeah, it seems like in these rounds, you're getting towards the almost like the six man type of players and like maybe like the fifth well, man still on the a lot team. Of
0: starters. Yeah, yeah. And this is, this is where we're probably going to have some, some disagreements here. So, round seven, averaging 30 points, I have Russell Westbrook, uh, Colin Sexton, Clay Thompson, Spencer Dimwitty, Maxie, uh, Bain. I think that's it for that list. So, that's my round seven list. So, you know, Westbrook, Clay. Spencer Dimwitty gets spot starts, uh, but Westbrook, I I don't know. You know, we talk about the unknown. I definitely mm. don't know what you're going to get from Westbrook, and that, that's why I rated him a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, Colin Sexton, congratulations to him for for finally getting off. You know, getting a getting a contract it involved a sign and trade, unfortunately, but I think he's looking forward to getting some new life in Utah. Uh, he might be the guy in Utah, so you, maybe. You, as the preseason goes up, you evaluate him and you move him up a little bit higher on your draft board, but uh, Clay Thompson, I felt like this was kind of low until I started looking at his stats and I, I feel like this is a good spot for him.
1: Yeah, I just, seeing him that low, like below Russell Westbrook, it doesn't sound right, but yeah. <laughs> when it comes to fantasy, it, it's, it's been about right, but um, yeah. well, then again though, he was injured towards like the last part of last year, you know, like where, he, I mean, he didn't, Play up until like the last part of last year. You know he was injured during the beginning of the year, right? So,
0: sure, sure, yeah.
1: Is he going to be fully healthy now? He has a confidence because he helped his team win a championship, and he's just come right right out of the gates and you know work his way back up the the fantasy rankings and maybe go up twenty spots.
0: Yeah, maybe. So are you putting him as your sleeper, your your round seven sleeper? Yeah, I'll do that. I would say Sexton over Clay as a sleeper. But I, I understand what you're saying. I think from a chemistry perspective, it works well. I just, you know, he's he's, you know, I <laughs> got nothing. I just, I just don't trust uh, his injury history. And there's just so many mouths to feed on that team that I think that hurts him in a fantasy world.
1: But and do you think Sexton is motivated too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, he, I think he's a good pick too. I, I would. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going against what you said at all. I agree.
0: Uh, round eight, I have Jalen Green, Jamal Murray, uh, Jordan Poole, Trent Jr., Dylan Brooks, all going to be in the about 28 point per game uh, category. This is, we're looking at draft picks, you know, approaching 100 at this point, yeah. right? 85 to 96 is round eight. So now you're starting to fill out your bench players. Uh, round nine, I, I circled or I underlined Trey Jones. He is on the San Antonio Spurs. If he is the guy that Popovich leans on, he's going to be a huge sleeper. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know what that's going to look like with that team. Whoever steps up is going to be huge. You kind of have to guess who that step-up person is going to be. Yeah. It could be Trey Jones. That could be huge.
1: Definitely. There's got to be someone there. That, yeah. I, I think that's a good yeah. pick. Good good, good job putting him out.
0: Uh, in round nine, we also have mikel Bridges and Marcus Smart. Um, solid players. On a team game, but from a fantasy perspective, they're not going to be delivering you a ton of points. Um, And that's, it's as far, you know, there's some other names here late, around nine and 10, but no one that's going to be, you know, these are, these are guys that you get spot starts and and play when you have injuries. You really got to focus at the top here and and figure out where you want to draft a guard. Um, And like we talked about before, you have to let it come to you. Don't force something. don't draft Russell Westbrook in the third round because all of a sudden people are going for guards and you heard a story about, oh, maybe he's gonna be he's gonna be better. Mm-hmm. So come up with your own draft evaluations and stick to it. Stick to it. don't uh don't panic.
1: With these drafts, when you get kind of like down towards the bottom of the barrel, do you have any suggestions for people to to maybe sift through the players, like for example, like maybe I would go through and look at the teams I think are going to have like the best records, for example, because they're most likely to have you know the the most wins, you know, the most points potentially, the the most the most opportunity to get some stats on the board. You know, um, do you have any suggestions for anyone where they're sifting through all these players? Yeah, any strategies? My my, su-
0: my suggestion would be almost almost the opposite of that would be look at those high risk, high reward sort of guys and and take a shot and take a risk on one of those and mm-hmm. you know when you're getting that deep into the draft you know take someone that hey so and so is often going to be injured or um I don't have numbers in front of me the the person that he backs up is on an expiring contract and he, yeah. that there's That's a, a high likelihood at. he might get traded as as the season progresses so I'm going to draft his backup in the later round I don't ever expect to play him Unless the trade actually does happen, or, yeah. or that actually comes to fruition, so those are the sort of things you can think about in the later round. Is be a little bit more riskier, maybe give up, you know, the solid points in the in the ninth round, tenth round, and instead take someone that could be huge as the season progresses, but aren't slated to go, you know, till maybe the twelfth round or so. And
1: I really like what you mentioned before. Maybe look at the teams that traded away a bunch of good players, and now what they have left, someone's going to come out of there. Being a good player, you yeah. know, someone's going to get the stats for that team. So for, it's the NBA.
0: Yeah. These guys are good.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Spoiler alert, the NBA players are good <laughs> at basketball. <laughs> uh, So that leaves forwards, and that's what we're going to discuss next week. We'll we'll do our rankings of forwards. Uh, we'll also open up our fantasy mailbag and discuss any questions there. And um, if you have any questions, you know, reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer them. Ronnie, do you have any closing fantasy thoughts?
1: no closing fantasy thoughts right now just good luck everybody i know it's tough right now you're you're kind of not knowing which players to pick right now but um it's main thing is just uh you got to look at your draft boards and whatever is available just pick what does what's available it's it's all with like who who you're drafting with you know and what's what's left in the left to choose out of you know so it's all about every all the draft boards are different so I don't think that was very good advice, but (laughs) that's my closing.
0: That was terrible advice. (laughs) (laughs) My closing thought would be do your analysis, come up with your draft board, and don't panic. You
1: could always make trades later.
0: Yeah, make your trades later. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for talking fantasy basketball with us. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.